you're just going to get caught in all of the traps right away when you decide to like, when you decide to like turn it around on your account. Hey, what's up everybody? GP13 here. Another episode of the audio only podcast, which is my favorite version because I get to look at my notes. So I wrote out a lot of notes for this one because this is one of my favorite topics, account health. Uh, Ever since, well, definitely since we had Mr. Limited on and he started writing a lot of long form, this has been very much the one of, I would say, the main topics of gambling Twitter uh, since Mr. Limited came around. And I love it. I think it's so creative and it gets people talking about um, talking about something different than what I think is most of the discourse in gambling Twitter. It's kind of old and in a, in a sense, it's like boring because it's like, yeah, you know, DVIG this, it's a good bet. Um, got CLV, you know, rinse, repeat and talking about account health. This is something that it's very, it's unknowable. It's like, it's un, the, the perfect strategy for account health will never be known by a better. It could be known at the time from someone who works at the sportsbooks trading team or, you know, approximated pretty well by them. But we're just out here guessing with all the information we have, thinking outside the box. Uh, and I love to hear people talking about it because people come up with some interesting ideas and concepts that, uh, I certainly hadn't thought of. So I find myself really, um, engaged in these discussions because it's, I don't know. I love it. It's like, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to like oceans 11 yourself into the casino, right? Like you're just trying to lay the cover, sneak in there. It's very cat and mouse. It's just like inherently exciting, interesting stuff. That being said, since, um, since this has become the, the topic de jour, I believe that's of the day in French, but I don't know. I've been like a little hesitant. I've been almost like wanting to reel it back a little. And I've talked to Mr. Limited about this. Like I've DM'd him or we've DM'd. I'm like, oh man, like everyone's going to come to us with, with, their accounts are going to be what I would call like too healthy. And I, I'm like, I don't want to, uh, give people an excuse to gamble for fun because that's not what account health is about. It's, it's, it's a calculated decision, right? To do something that's going to have a payoff that's greater than the cost. And, I wanted to just take an episode to talk about it, right? How I think about that equation. It's it's a simple um, cost benefit, right? There's two major levers to deciding um, is account health worth it. But I just wanted to to talk about the two levers, and then I wanted to run down a few situations for a few different types of betters where account health might be worth it, might not be worth it. Uh, that kind of that might not be captured by the equation because it has to do with like life circumstances and goals from betting. So first the equation, right? There's two levers you can pull. 
One is how much you spend on account health. The other is how much you make from an, a healthy account. And in within how much you make is two other kind of sublevers, which is how long can you make that account last and how much money can you kind of what I would call like what's your top end ROI? Because an account, a healthy account is worth a lot more to someone who's top end ROI. Like what are the bets? What is the ROI of like their best spot at the time? If that's really high, what it allows you to do is it allows you to skew your ratio of negative EV bets to positive EV bets. Let me, simple example, you'll understand what I'm saying here. Let's say you have a type of bet that has a 20% edge. You might think that's, oh, that's crazy. It exists. It exists. If you have a bet that has a 20% edge and you have a way to get negative 1% edge bets, well, I mean, if you were just using the same unit size, right? It's, it's pretty simple. It's like, you know, it's, you could bet, uh, 18, 19, um, of the negative 1% and then bet one with the 20% and you win. And what does that look like to how hard is it for a casino to realize you're a winner? If you're throwing in like 90% of your bets are square action, right? It's going to be really, really, really hard for them to understand that you're actually a winning player because they're never in their internal calculations. The casino is not going to think that they have a spot that they're giving up 20% at, right? And you're going to have high variance for sure, but that's good actually. If you want to have a long, healthy, if you want to have a long account that wins, the only way you can achieve that. I really want to hammer this point. If you want to have an account that wins for a long period of time, you have to take a high variance route. There's no other option, right? And think about it, right? Think about it from the, I always like to say, like, let's think about it from the trader, the sportsbook shoes. Let's say you have an account that's, you know, trading a, ARB strategy, right? There's a ton of reasons why um, why that account is going to be limited. CLV, you know, all this other stuff. But even if they're just trading like 5% edge plus ARBs, right? There's, those are high certainty bets. They're going to be able to, if they're pretty active, place a lot of them. And their results will be pretty you know if they're taking like if they're taking um only five percent edges they're taking you know basically mainline bets so they're taking spreads or something basically taking coin flips then it's going to be pretty easy to tell after a while that they're winning they will obviously you know you will have downswings and upswings but the the results won't spike very much, which is why I recommend parlays. It's very hard to sit to tell if someone's like truly a winning better or not, if they're making like plus 2000 odd parlays, right? It's going to take a long, long time to find out. So that's where you kind of 
can use variants to your on your side. But the other version of it is like if you see as a sports book, what you could do is you have let's say you have that twenty percent edge, and this is actually a better example than the one I just get, gave to explain why adding variants will give you life. You have the 20% edge, right? That's a massive edge. We've had spots that have been 20% edges. And let me tell you, like, it feels like you legit can't lose. Like you're, you're just, like you're shooting fish in a barrel. It's just like, you won't have a losing month with 20% edge. It's, it's it, there's just no way. So what you could do with that 20% edge is just bet that 20% edge. And let's say that you're the only person who knows about it. So it's not like, it's not off market and you're not going to get, um, you might not even get CLV, but eventually the sports book's going to look at your results over a couple of weeks and be like, this guy just doesn't fucking lose. Like, I don't know what he's doing, but he just doesn't lose. It's, it's like, it's beyond ridiculous because the sports book in their mind, they're going to think, Oh, he should be losing like 4% on that. And you're winning 20. The di- you're going to so quickly diverge from the uh, sports books expectations of your account so they might cut you in two weeks right now let's say with that 20 percent edge you're throwing in 80 percent minus one percent ev bets right and then you throw in your 20 percent edges you're gonna get a little more leeway right because all of a sudden they're gonna review your account you're not gonna be as blatantly like um mooning with no drawdowns and if they look through your bet history they're gonna be like this is pretty square like yeah he you know he might be winning a little bit at this market could be running hot but overall it's a pretty square count like it's not not getting any clv um betting a ton of mainline major sports close to kick and seems to like first first uh first period hockey but like that's just a small fraction of of his bets like let him play the problem with the problem with account health or like talking about it is inherently people are gonna overdo it and i see it in blackjack it's like one of the common most common things that the pros tell the uh, people who are just starting their card counting journey and they tell them like, just get in there and play. Don't worry too much about cover. Everything you do as a cover play is going to lower your EV and the casinos might not even be smart enough to understand like that, that what you're doing is cover. Now I think there's a lot of great blackjack players who probably have something baked into their routine. That's like, um a toggle for cover or no cover right uh i go here i'm only here one weekend i'm just gonna play no cover absolutely roast them uh pull out all the stops if they have a casino that's 30 minutes from their house they might you know they might have a rule where they just stand on all 16s and give up like that ev versus uh versus that casino if they know that it helps them look recreational. Here's the problem with sports betting. To make this worth it, you have to kind of be a crusher. You do. 
And if your if your strategy is if your strategy to win money is a strategy that's maybe like steam chasing or um, arbitrage betting or devigging, depending on which market. But if if your if your only strategy is using basically a widely available um, widely available bets, so that would be from like a really popular tout or from odds jam or from basically any bet that's like very easy to arrive at, then it's not worth it's not worth making your account healthy, right? Now, why? Because why the why is because you're gonna get limited, you're just gonna get caught in all of the traps right away when you decide to like when you decide to like turn it around on your account. You're gonna you know, you're gonna get CLV, you're gonna be on the same side hitting the same bet as like two hundred other people at the same time. It's probably gonna be on an off market line. Like it's just gonna be like red flag city right when you decide to turn it on and you'll still get limited within, you know, a couple of weeks and all of that account health and account cover is just going to cut into your profits, if not erase all of them. On the other end of the spectrum, someone who would be um, wise to implement some account health is someone who might be beating like, uh, you know, Mr. Limited talked about beating hockey first, uh, hockey first period stuff, right? Now, if someone comes onto the site and just sits down and bets hockey first period, you know, totals or whatever it is, and that's all they bet, and they don't get CLV, but they're winning, it's like pretty easy for the book to be like, well, we don't know if they're winning or not, but we don't, we don't definitely want them as a customer. They might be a medium customer or they might be a really bad customer. So the calculus in the book, the, the decision in the book's mind is really easy in that situation. What makes it a little more difficult is if it's like some hockey first period, some mainline stuff, closer to jump, then the, you know, a couple parlays baked in there, then the sports book, they're greedy, right? So they're going to want, they want a customer who's like losing a lot of money. And if this account's wagering, you know, sizable numbers, you know, a couple, you know, a thousand a bet or something, then they're going to, if they can tell themselves a story that this could be, you know, a gold mine of a customer, then they're going to roll a dice. But you have to give them a reason to roll a dice on you. In that situation, though, it, it, it only works if you have this, these strategies in the back pocket that are returning big amounts. And that would kind of stick out on their own. If you beat NFL sides, you know, an hour before a kick, then you just bet those. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter because the books are always going to take huge numbers on NFL sides and they don't believe that they can get, you know, they can be beat um, an hour before kickoff. But if you can do that, you know, you're probably not listening to this podcast. I should be listening to your podcast. But like that's an example of someone who is really good and doesn't need cover. It's like you beat a massive, massive market and you're you're able to beat that market uh, close to jump, close to kick. And there would be no reason for you to really need how to you know, use cover. You could 
bet it yourself. You could sell those picks, like whatever. And here we got to go back to the equation of it's either, you know, you can pull the levers of cost, you can pull the levers of upside. So your cost, if you can make your cover cheaper and this is tricky because you want to make it cheap, but not so cheap where you're making money and it doesn't give you any cover at all. And it's actually just like uh, some type of arbitrage betting. You're always taking like an ARB or a steam chase because steam chasing isn't steam chasing isn't account health. And I think that's, that's tricky because like I've always had that desire if I wanted to be playing some NFL or some NBA to like chase, you know, chase steam. And be like, bet this, like it just moved. So we're throwing in an NBA bet. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, now it looks like we bet NBA and uh, there's some golf also. But in, what the sports looks like is like steam chasing, bets golf, go fuck yourself. You know, it's like, it's very tempting to try and make your cover plays also plus EV. Um, and it's just this fine line, right? It's like neutrals really, really good. If it's like 1%, positive EV, that's okay as long as it's not getting CLV. Uh, if it's negative one, negative two, that's kind of a sweet spot there. If you can have it average out to be like half a percent or negative one percent, I think that's that's really um, that's a really good effort to give yourself some cheap cover, at least get your account uh, labeled as you know, recreational or, or like non-professional, right? And go from there. If you can keep those costs down, you might, there's plenty of like bottom or sorry, there's plenty of top down strategies that are a little more nuanced than just using the, the most popular odd screen and, you know, whatever pops to the top that you can probably work in with those numbers and be okay. Um, you know, you don't have to be originating stuff to to use account health, but like the use case, there is like a very, it's very good to have uh, a few different angles, especially that you know you can you can use on the back end too, because it'll just allow you to kind of like cycle through your good bets and not make it seem too obvious. But uh, certainly, there's plenty of top down strategies that could be like markets that aren't on popular odd screens or i know mr limited talked about this on circles off where it's like finding a book that's actually kind of sharp in a weird market that isn't traditionally known as a sharp book i really like that one right um because this could you know that book could be the island instead of going and hitting that book you know that that book knows something and you can go take a price that's more on market right so if, if you have a couple of those moves, certainly the the a cheap a cheap account health strategy will really benefit you. And you can be you could be top down and certainly still apply all of those. That being said, it does help to be bottom up because that's a good way to not really need to get CLV. Um, so you know that your bets are going to basically be uh, either like cheap bets that lose a little bit in main markets that don't get CLV or bets that win, but also don't get CLV. So you're forcing them 
to essentially limit somebody who gets no CLV and who mainly bets big markets on game day, who bets be like decent size. It's going to be really, really hard for a books trading team to limit somebody who gets no CLV and mainly bets major market game day, right? Now, to do this, your edge has to be pretty big. It's really hard to do that. This is not easy, right? But when I talk about account health, like that's the the ideal customer for account health is someone who's already a really good better. So if you're just starting out, don't get too obsessed with account health. It's not necessarily for you. If your main strategy is still based on odds jam, like don't worry about account health or do worry about it, but know like that you have to be conscient. You have to be actively developing a strategy that that account health is going to benefit. So now I want to talk about kind of the different, um, the different people to whom account health could be worth it or like pursuing account health could be worth it or could be not worth it. So account health is good for people a who want longevity or who this is something that you you truly want to do for a while and actually that probably shouldn't be much many people like if if you're not too interested in sports betting but you have like a trading background or you're just like kind of entrepreneurial and you want to do a quick smash and grab with some live arb strategies then you know, roast your accounts and move on. If that's truly kind of your plan, that's a great plan. That's totally fine. And if if you don't want to be invested in this for a couple of years, like it's probably not, uh, I don't know, it's probably not worth it to develop some of the more advanced strategies originating or some like quirky top-down stuff that's not, you know, off, off a popular odd screen. So certainly this is not for people who see this as super short-term way to make money. This is Account health is something you invest in for longer term. Now, the other thing that needs to be said is you also want to be somebody who has either A, already has a big edge somewhere, has shown a propensity to find big edges, or wants to learn so you are okay making no money and in that situation you should actually just be betting the stuff that you're originating right because it'll already probably start out as like not great um and it'll allow you to test it out so you shouldn't really be thinking about uh about like providing cover for if you're just kind of like beginning to do bottom up stuff, like I don't think you need to provide cover for for stuff that you haven't like seen success with. So it's really just it's it's such a specific niche. So that's why I kind of actually I kind of I kind of get worried about talking about it so much. Like it's like an absolute necessity because for most people, it's it's not. It's just for like, I think for people who who really want to be sports betters, it matters. And for people who 
want to do this for fun or do this for a quick quick buck and have no designs on doing this for more than six months, like it doesn't matter. Go get the money. It, you know, I would actually probably recommend like 80% of people just go get the money. And this is 80% of people who are on, um, who are like in my orbit, which is already mostly winning betters, right? So, but if you want to make a ton of money, this is stuff you need to know. If you want to make a ton of money, you have to come up with unique strategies that aren't, you know, sold to you by Otsham. If you want to make a ton of money, you have to probably learn how to originate or, you know, be an amazing networker who knows how to get a lot of money down, right? Uh, yeah, so I don't know. This, this, it's been a bit of a, it's been a bit of a, a back and forth in my mind over like how hard I want to push for account health. Like I personally think a ton about it because I think if I have, you know, we've found success with taking these high variance um, routes with accounts, using cover um, parlays and just uh, really really ripping accounts up to big numbers that would not have been um, that would not have been attainable with a more slow and steady uh, basic strategy. So the upside of this is massive, but you have to be, it's not, it's not for everybody and it's not for most people. So I still think that there's no shame in you know, not caring about account health and wanting to go go get the money. It's actually probably the best thing for most people. Um, and on the flip side, if you find yourself, you know, you're kind of a newer better and you find yourself justifying some, what I see referred to as degen plays in the name of account health, I think you're probably lying to yourself and that's a dangerous road to walk down. So that's the point of this episode was I wanted to I wanted to put a caveat, an asterisk on the recommendation for account health because I don't want it to get out of hand and start costing people money who aren't necessarily the best use case for it, while at the same time putting the information out there that will allow somebody who's uh really passionate about this to take this information and go make a ton of money because this is important information that not a lot of people talk about and it's absolutely uh it's absolutely a tool they need in your toolkit if you're if you're going to be a pro um so as always that's information i do want to put out there but i want to put that caveat and say it's okay to go take the money you don't need to be you know, gambling if like you don't want to be. And it's certainly, it's like, it's life-changing to go make 50 grand, right? Like, and you can do that without worrying about account health. You could probably make a hundred grand without, without really worrying about account health, right? And then you can go on with your life. And that's like, it's totally life-changing money, right? If you, you are working a job and make that on the side, your savings rate is like, 5x what it is normally so do not throw away that money unless you're doing it very deliberately with a plan 
where you're going to make more money back than you spend on account health. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. Um, if you made it this far, appreciate you and take the time to join the discord because I'm actually, I'm actually launching soon. a very, very, um, a project that I've put just tons of hours in behind the scenes over the last, uh, I don't even know how many months. And it's, it's to take this idea of like good, really like top of the line sports betting education and make it available in a community format. A week from when this drops, this episode today, a week from today, so next Tuesday, I will be doing a live webinar. I think that I titled Plus EV Betting is Stupid, but it's kind of in jest, but it's it's really all of the problems with what we call plus EV betting, why that term is bad, what we can redefine it as, and what I call the three pillars of plus EV betting. So this this is going to be in my Discord. The Discord link, I think, is in the show notes for this, but I'll make sure it's in there. And if you just if you hop into the Discord, it's free. It's next Tuesday. You'll get that. I will be also dropping a free course, which is going to be uh, – it's basically like treating – it's sports betting like a trader. Uh, and it goes into how to think about sports betting like a market and attack it as a trader would attack any market, um, be it sports or financial. So stay tuned. There's a ton of exciting stuff coming up. Thank you, everybody who's uh, helped me get here, helped me get to a point where I've put out over 50 episodes and actually have people who listen to, to what I have to say. It's really awesome. I appreciate everyone. And hopefully I see you in the Discord and you you know hop on some of this new cool stuff we're doing. I would love to love to uh, teach as many people as I can what I know about sports betting.